welcome back. Welcome back. I'm glad you can uh, join me once again, or if you're here for the first time, welcome to the Jesse Dawson podcast. I'm, I'm grateful that you've uh, taken the time to, to be here. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the truth about narcissism. The truth about narcissism. Uh, we're going to go into what it is, and a lot of my audience kind of expect me to talk about this one, and I've left it a bit in the dark lately. I've gone a different path, but it's good content. People like this topic, and they know that I'm already, I already know a little bit about it. So, so here we are. I studied this area for a, a quite a long time, probably about two years. I'm not a psychologist. I don't have training within DSM, so I could be completely wrong here, and I'm happy to be. What I do know is I did a lot of study, and I read a lot of those papers, and read a lot of information, saw lectures and things from different psychologists and people who are on this topic. So that's all I do know. But again, I'm not qualified or any for this topic. But what is narcissism? I'm sure everyone has heard of someone being a narcissist, and you've seen those posts on social media, just like the gaslighting ones I was talking about, because that's a tactic that narcissists tend to use. And you would have seen, watch out for a narcissist, three things a narcissist do, uh, whatever social media post you want to read, and, and a lot of times they're not even accurate. So don't believe those things. Maybe you think you're a narcissist, maybe you are a narcissist, doubt it if you're watching this. Well, maybe, maybe because the title it narcissism and you're trying to prove someone wrong maybe you're in a narcissistic relationship and you're watching this to find out what to do or some more information on it if you are I've got some stuff for you at the end of the video so stick around let's get the definition up of what narcissism is so that so we can cross some things off the board now I have the definition here uh, it is from an article written by Elizabeth uh, I think it's Kaysel, I think they say her name, and Nicole, Enos, and Deirdre Pereira. And they state that narcissistic personality disorder, or NPD as it's known in the DSM, is characterized by a persistent pattern of grandiosity, fantasies of unlimited power or importance, and the need for admiration or special treatment. Alright, so that's the definition of narcissism. Now, if you have one of those traits, does not mean you're a narcissist. If you have two, it doesn't mean you're a narcissist. Heck, if you've displayed all of those traits throughout your, your life at different times, individually, it doesn't mean you're a narcissist. Narcissism is an extreme definition, and we use it like it's bloody bread. You're a narcissist. You're being narcissistic. And sure, you could be narcissistic, maybe, with a narcissistic trait, and we can get into that. But it doesn't mean you're a narcissist. It's not that common. It's common to have narcissistic traits and for someone to be quite self-focused. But it doesn't mean you're a narcissist or that person is a narcissist. There's not that many. I can't remember what the percentage is. But it's mostly more so on the male side than the female side. So just for, just for the record. And of all the narcissists that exist, it's mostly males over females. Uh, but there are quite a few female narcissists kicking around as well. So you do not get a pass. Every both both genders just as bad. Narcissism stems from trauma in childhood generally. Generally. It's not always the case. The people who 
suffer from narcissism and it is something that they suffer with they're in hell every day so you've got to have a little bit of compassion for the person that has to shut the world out that heavily to survive uh, don't be around them and don't give them excuses but you, it is a terrible place for them to exist in and then get the hell out <laughs> um, but it comes from the place of trauma and of hurt and of shame it comes from a place of shame and so much shame they had to build a bit of armor they had to build armor to hide within and build a whole new personality for everybody to say yeah you're great you're amazing and, and give praise and all that kind of stuff because they're so empty and so lacking in self-confidence and self-worth and just self they're a hollow shell that they continuously need that re reaffirmation on the outside so that they can feel okay and that's why they create these scenarios where they can control people and and have people in their groups and and may influence people so then that, that way they can feel like they matter because they can't give it to themselves. so that's where it comes from a lot of the times these traits as well are present in childhood they're present as a kid because as a kid we are self-focused we have to survive we have to make sure we're okay and get our needs met and everything's about us and we're absolutists and we're um we, we believe in magical thinking and we are self-focused we are narcissistic uh, in that sense where we're self-focused where um, we have a, a very significant sense of self uh, and and that's normal that's normal for a kid and then we grow out of it as we grow up and a lot of times we don't we end up emphasizing that so let's tap into what I was saying before about how you can have narcissistic traits and not be a narcissist so grandiosity that means that you can have a very high importance of self uh, you think you, you, if you tell stories they might be embellished uh, they might be more so emphasizing things about you that aren't necessarily true that kind of thing and some people can have that just in their in their life they can embellish a story here and there um, having fantasies of unlimited power I think a lot of people have had that fantasy when especially when in an argument and you're you're stewing over it afterwards you have fantasies about how that could have gone differently and how things could have panned around in your favor that's happens that doesn't mean you're a narcissist so having traits of narcissistic tendencies does not mean you're a narcissist at all. Be just because you're self-focused somewhat doesn't mean you're a narcissist. You can be displaying even multiple sets of those traits and not be a narcissist. You might just be a little bit more toxic to be around. You might be a little bit more self-focused than the average person. Uh, and that can, be, that can be negative and it can even be affecting other people, but you not, might not necessarily be diagnosed as a narcissist when you're labeling someone as a narcissist or you're talking about narcissism or you're seeing it on social media like just check the source and check yourself and see what you're actually trying to say because you could be calling someone a narcissist just because they're being grandiose you could be calling them a narcissist just because they're uh being so so self-idolized um you could be that because yeah they're having uh, fantasies about unlimited power but mainly it needs to be impacting other people in quite a negative way uh, where their self-focus and their grandiosity and their yeah, their unlimited power and um, l like looking for approval all the time and the, the need for admiration and special treatment. It's those things that need to be in place all at once while hurting other people. And don't ask me what the criteria is. Go see a psychologist and find out. And at the end of the day, Everybody is narcissistic 
and everyone's codependent, really. And not to the extremes of the definitions, not at all. But everyone's self-focused at the end of the day, because even the most codependent person is doing what they're doing to get their own needs met. And even the most, well, the most narcissistic people are absolutely narcissistic and they're doing everything for their own self-interest. But think about the times when you're, when you want something done, when you want your partner to do something or hear you or stop thinking about themselves or the classic one we see these days is the partner getting off the games and paying more attention to me. That's you being self-focused in that moment where you're standing for a need and that's not unhealthy. There's nothing unhealthy about that. That's you standing a need that you need to have met so that you feel fulfilled in whatever circumstance. In careers, we're often self-focused. We don't get into a job and try and build a career based on building up someone else's career because that's not a career. You can bring them along and help them along the road for sure, but that doesn't make any sense. So before you start calling someone narcissistic and saying all these traits, look at yourself. Look at yourself first. Why are you calling them narcissistic? What do you see in them that's present within you? Because you're pointing something out that you can only recognize by the fact it's in you. And oftentimes it's used as a, as a gaslighting technique or a manipulative toy to then uh, like place the focus either back on you or away from you depending on the situation. So a lot of the times it's actually used by other manipulators when these titles are used, um, not in a clinical setting to be able to gain control back on conversations and that kind of thing. So next time you think you're calling someone a narcissist, make sure it's not for your own self-gratification and your own admiration of others or to skew someone's opinion of somebody else or to pull a group over back onto your side because that's just as bad that's narcissistic narcissism is an extreme thing it's, it's, it's very extreme it's like way down on the scale there's so much to go before you hit narcissism um, you could even be having one of the other the other um, of the dark triad being uh, borderline personality disorder uh, sort of fits in there you've got Machiavellianism and psychopathy and narcissism, they're the three. And then you've got borderline personality which sort of lives on the outside. Whether or not you believe in sociopaths, um, there uh, I've actually found a good amount of research around that, so it's a bit of a gray area. Then anyways, you have all these other things as well, that it doesn't just have to be narcissism, it could be a whole other thing. It could be, you could be dealing with someone that has a bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder and they're not actually narcissistic, but they're just displaying traits and you're getting confused. So you've got to be right about what you're doing because it's really an extreme thing. The average person doesn't walk around as a narcissist. Even people with, with a lot of narcissistic traits, they aren't necessarily narcissists because they've just got a couple of traits here and there. And it would be pretty beneficial for that kind of person to take time to focus on other people and become a little bit more others focused and find out what, what's curious about other people and what things mean to them and why it matters to them exclude with the exclusion of self now that's a whole other thing but to the average person narcissism is so far off uh, it's not even really a reality that makes sense to, to to label someone with or to think that you are uh, because main reason a narcissist doesn't think they're a narcissist they think they're perfect they think they're fine because they've crafted this identity and anyone who thinks otherwise is wrong and that's where all the toxic behaviours come from and why narcissism is bad. But they don't think they're a narcissist. You, you'll never get a narcissist asking themselves, am I a narcissist? Unless they've been accused and they're trying to defend themselves and they're looking things up. 
but most of the time they won't they won't think so and then even if you do convince someone that they are a narcissist and you learn to explain it to them enough for them to see oh yeah I am which you can do because I've learned to do that they think it's a good thing so if you think you're a narcissist and that's a bad thing ugh, guess what you're not a narcissist unless you're a narcissist kidding yourself <laughs> work that puzzle out uh, but generally if you're thinking you're a narcissist off your own accord and you're thinking there's something wrong with you and I think generally you're not so yeah that's some good news for you now if you're in a relationship with a narcissist or somebody that is narcissistic that's bad news it's bad news man you want to get out of there as fast as you can essentially sometimes we end up in these relationships and we don't even realize we've walked into them and they can be so slow to train us to be uh, obedient and to follow these rules and to be willing in handing over our power to the person uh, you see this a lot with like there's extreme things like psychopaths where you know, cults are, are built and they completely remove the power of entire groups of people uh, but that's more extreme obviously you can find your own info on that um, in the same way in a similar way not the same way similar way narcissists do that to you know a single individual or a small group that they have influence over and you end up in a relationship where you feel like you have no power and that you're at the mercy of this person. And it goes to the extreme cases of narcissism, even gets to the point where the person is pretty excluded from their world. They're pretty isolated from the people around them and they don't really have any any power to get away. Um, and then, you know, then you're brinking within the rest of the dark triads so then other things coming. So the point is, if you're in that sort of relationship it's time for you to watch things like this to get a bit of an idea, but then also to find out, go and get actual therapy if you can, um, get some clinicians working with you, or read some books on this topic. There's so many books, so many, and the person I would recommend for you to uh, go and get some resources from is Ross Rosenberg. Uh, that's a really good way of building up your self-esteem again. He calls it deficiency of uh, self-love, so SLD. Uh, self-love deficiency and he walks you through the steps of how to um, actually recover from that uh, situation and leave a narcissist because it's messy it's always messy it's, it's, if you get out of that relationship and it's not messy lucky you're lucky it's usually a, a storm of, of shit it's like it's, it's beyond words how ridiculous it can be so get on those get on those books get into the uh the resources that are going to be able to help you build up more of you, build up more of your self-worth and your your courage, if you will. Um, but the pieces that you know that you can handle what's going to come. And you never know what's going to come. It's going to be, they're going to pull out all the stops to keep you in there. Uh, so if you are in that position where you need to build up some resources, go ahead and do it. And if you're in a position where you've built up resources and you're just waiting to take the plunge, it's never going to be the right time. It is never going to be the right time because you'll always make up an excuse to not do it. But if you leave and you get away, it'll be the best thing you've ever done. The best thing you've ever done. You then start to build up a sense of self again, freedom, you're able to breathe, just in general, you're able to breathe life again because you're not smothered by this individual that's making them, making you serve you, serve them uh, at, at your um, at your loss, you know, at the, at the disservice of you, uh, at the expense of yourself. And to anybody who's not in a relationship or has been in a relationship where there's been heavy manipulation and you felt powerless 
you don't really have a place to make any comments of course but you may not understand why someone can't just walk away uh, and that is fair because you don't know and I can tell you it's very real and to not be able to walk away it's sort of like feeling like you, you can't quit a job that you might have gone to or uh, not being able to stand up for yourself in a certain situation a certain argument um, or it's sort of like having your foot stuck in a sawmill and you're being dragged into the saw and you can't get your foot out because you're stuck it's sort of like that you know um, pretty crude example but it's that extreme you're actually powerless and that's often because the person that's in that relationship and if, if this is you take this on board and work with this uh, oftentimes the, you've externalized your power to something else because you don't believe you have it within you so that sort of person doesn't believe they have the power they don't believe they, that they're worth much their self-worth is in question and often need to go to somebody else to have that and provide that to them to then get feedback and to be needed and to be wanted um, so then they can derive that as being uh, as as having worth and mattering so they give to matter and it's about giving that to yourself because you matter that it enables you to then stop giving it away to other people and move forward into the next you know, steps for you so that's what I would say. And then once you're out, read, read a book called Attached as well. It gives you a good idea around attachment styles around your partners and that kind of thing. Um, but in general, even if you're not in a relationship, these types of resources can help. These these videos, types of things like this, um, they're very useful because it gives you insight into potentially someone else's world, but then also into yourself. And you can say, oh, where do I fit here? Well, you know, am I on this side? Am I more self-focused? Am I more others-focused? Is there someone I know that's stuck in this in this trap? And you may not even be able to help them as well because they might not want to help. They might not think it's a problem. And that's half of it as well is that they've been slowly conditioned into this position where they don't even think the place they're in is a problem. I've been in a pretty toxic relationship and I remember defending to the people around me who could clearly see something was wrong, how they didn't understand. You know, they're not in the relationships. They don't really know what, you know, the, my partner was going through. They don't really understand. So, um it's okay you know i understand i'm willing to give that up but you don't understand and they're looking from the outside in like what are you talking about man your basic rights are being denied here um you know things like i don't know i don't know many stories from my own experiences but things like not having not being able to have friends outside uh, not being able to pursue the things that you want to pursue and especially at the expense of them pursuing what they want to pursue um like your favorite things and things that you enjoy often are either withheld or you're forced to do it in moderation or not at all. Um, love and affection are withheld. Um, things like uh, your relationship status are held in limbo. So you don't know where you're at. You have no idea. You, you, you don't know if you're together or you're not together, or if you're breaking up or whatever. And every time you speak to them, they just keep you on the, on the string, the loop. They just keep you pulling you along. That's, that's a whole world of manipulation and things like gaslighting and making you think like you're, like you're crazy and you need them and that you're not, you, don't, you don't matter without them. All these things, they're all real and they're so real in the moments. So yeah, I trust this has been a bit of a, an eye-opener for people who aren't in it. And then also for people who are, if you can pinpoint those things, maybe it's not the relationship you need to be in. Maybe you need to get out, spend some time with yourself and building you up again over the next however long, it could be years before you're back and centered in yourself. So that's, uh, that's all I've got to say about narcissism. 
first off, it's a really serious extreme condition that not many people have. There are a few. There's, there's a, a, you know, 8 billion people in the world, so there's a lot of narcissists around, but there's not billions. Maybe millions. Maybe millions. Fair to say. I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the numbers. Um, it's a very extreme thing, and not everyone has it, and you're most likely not a narcissist if you're watching this and you've made it this far. You're probably not... Um, and in labeling people that isn't going to help either. And the things you see on social media, they're not going to help either because they're going to skew your, your brain. And if you, sure, if you want to believe it, believe it, but it's not going to be useful for you. Um, and if you're in a relationship that's in that, then like in this position, then get out as quickly as you can. And I wish you all the best with that because it is a struggle. And when you're done, it's the biggest win you'll ever have in your life. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's it for today. Any questions, comments? I want to know what you thought. If you any, if there's anything here that I can go into into more detail, because I know people always have questions when I'm talking about narcissism. Message me, message my page, whatever it is. Um, get get you know get in contact and let me know. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, follow, share. Send it to someone that has been interested in narcissism. I don't know, uh, something like that. Uh, and I'll see you in the next uh, episode. It's been the Jesse Dawson podcast. Another excellent topic, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in the next one. All right, guys, we'll uh, see you later.